You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, it was game two of four-game weekday set between the Marlins and the Mets. Nick Neidert was in search of his first career Major League win. He went opposite of the New York Mets all-star right-hander, the veteran Taiwan Walker. How about a first big league win? First big league home run? First big league RBIs? Fantastic plays defensively? And a victory over the New York Mets on this Tuesday night at Lone Depot Park. What a fantastic ball game here in Miami this evening and a fantastically played ball game by the Miami Marlins in this ball game tonight. We've got plenty of highlights to get to. Let's try to wrap this one up for you. Plenty to talk about. Nick Neidert went opposite of Taiwan Walker in game two of this four-game weekday series tonight. Nick Neidert was in search of his first big league win. He entered with a no win, one loss record this season in a 396 ERA. Taiwan Walker, seven wins, five losses, a 371 earned run average. He is an all-star this season, but boy, has he struggled mightily in the second half of this 2021 campaign for the first place New York Mets in the National League East. Oh, oh my goodness, that margin is getting slimmer by the day. The Marlins entered today 45-61. and 61. The Mets entered 55-50. and 50. And the Marlins struck first in this ball game tonight, courtesy of Alex Jackson, who came to bat with nobody on and two out in the second. Here's a swing and a high fly ball hit pretty well. Center field. Nimmo's going back, still going back. He's at the wall. Looks up. See you later. Alex Jackson, it's his first in the big leagues. It's 1-0 Miami here in the second. And they got more in the third with one out. Nissan Diaz came to bat with nobody on base. Here's the 2-1 offering. Diaz hits a high fly ball pretty well. Right center field. Conforto's going back. Still going back. Looking up. It's 2-0 Miami. Diaz with his third of the season. And that ball was crushed deep to right center field. And you thought the Marlins were done? Not so fast, my friend. Jesus Aguilar followed with a walk. Brian Anderson struck out in the third for out number two. So Aguilar was at first base with two outs. Relatively uneventful. But Lewis Brinson singled. Aguilar went to second. Jorge Alfaro walked. And then the youngster, the right fielder, Brian De La Cruz, came to bat with the bases loaded in two outs. Puts you on the canvas. The 1-2 pitches. The ground ball back up the middle and a base hit. Scoring from third is Aguilar. Here comes Brinson. It's a two-out. Monstrous two-run single by Brian De La Cruz. And the Marlins have a 4-0 lead here in the third. And then the New York Mets had to try to fight back against Nick Neidert. They got one back in the fourth. Dominic Smith was batting. Jeff McNeil was at third with one away. Well, here's Dom Smith, and he hammers one in the air to left field. That's going to send Alfaro back, still going back at the wall. Reaches up to make the catch in front of the State Farm sign. McNeil will tag and score from third. Dominic Smith just missed the home run by about five feet. The Mets are on the board. It's 4-1 here in the fourth. And it was indeed 4-1 after three and a half innings of play. This line score and box score looked a little messy for the Mets tonight. I don't want to get too far into this ballgame, but in five of the six first innings, the Mets had the leadoff man on base. In six of the nine innings tonight, the Mets had the leadoff man on base. Are you sensing a theme? Yeah. 
They had their opportunities, and the Marlins pounded those opportunities right into the ground. We went to the top of the sixth inning tonight. It was a 4-1 Miami lead, but the Mets started to get a little bit closer. Pete Alonso led off the six with a walk. Jeff McNeil was hit by a pitch. There was two on and nobody out for Javi Baez. He lifted a fly ball to center field. And then Dominic Smith came to bat with runners on the corners with one out in the sixth inning. 1-0 pitch. Smith hits it in the air, center field. Brinson's underneath it. Alonzo will tag from third. Another run is home to score, but it's another out for Nick Nider. It's a sack fly for Dominic Smith. That's his second sacrifice fly tonight. And now it's a 4-2 Marlins lead here in the sixth inning. So the runner came home from third. One run already home in the sixth inning. And Pete Alonzo was at, or I apologize, Jeff McNeil was at first base with two outs for J.D. Davis. To J.D. Davis, he swings and drives a ball to right field. Back is Brinson. Back is De La Cruz. They're looking up. It's off the wall. Around third and going to score is Jeff McNeil. Here comes the throw into the plate. It's not in time. It's a two-out RBI double for J.D. Davis. He must have just missed the home run by about two feet. Nearly tied up this ball game. The Mets have scored twice here in the sixth, and that might be all for Nick Nider. It's 4-3 to three now, Marlins. And that was indeed all for Nick Nider tonight. Anthony Bender was summoned from the bullpen. He got a big out facing Michael Conforto, who drove a ball to the warning track in right field. It was a 4-3 Marlins advantage after six innings tonight. McNider went five and two-thirds, allowed three runs all earned on three hits, walked four, struck out five, hit a batter through 74 pitches, 43 strikes. Economic in total pitches in the pitch department. He walked too many guys. The Mets were on base in five of the first six innings in which Nider took the mound. But he was darn efficient, and he was a bulldog, and he got himself out of a couple of messes. As for Taiwan Walker, things didn't go so well. Five and two-thirds innings, his second-half struggles continue. He allowed four runs all earned on eight hits. Walked two, struck out four, allowed two home runs through 93 pitches in those five and two-thirds innings. Aaron Loop and uh, Seth Lugo closed this one out for the Mets tonight, but uh, they didn't close it out without allowing a run. In the eighth inning, facing Seth Lugo... Lewis Brinson singled a broken bat flare to left field with one out, and that brought Jorge Alfaro, the Marlins' left fielder, to the plate. I have to say this one's in the bag by any means, but we can look ahead a little bit. And Alfaro, here's another broken bat, and the ball hit pretty well. Right center field, Nimmo's on the run, and he can't make a play. It's up against the wall. Brinson's flying. He's going to be sent around third. Here comes a relay throw to the plate. It's up the line, and it's not in time. It's an RBI double for Jorge Alfaro. And the Marlins have a 5-3 advantage here in the eighth inning. And that's a monster insurance run for Miami. And that insurance run proved to be huge. Let me tell you why. 5-3 headed to the ninth. On came Dylan Floro for a conventional three-out save a night after he collected a four-out save in his third big league save. So looking for number four tonight. Dominic Smith led off with a single. J.D. Davis wrapped into a fielder's choice. He was at first base with one out for Michael Conforto, who shot a ball to the right side of the diamond. They were playing Conforto with a pull. Brian Anderson made what may end up being a game-saving diving stop to his left to throw out Conforto for the second out of the inning. Davis went to second on the play, and with two outs, James McCann came to bat. 
Cheers the pitch. Here's a swing of the line drive down the right field line. It's in for a base hit. McCann should have extra bases. Around first, headed towards second. Here comes the throw in. McCann is safe at second base. Scoring from second is J.D. Davis. And now that insurance run by Jorge Alfaro in the eighth is proving to be a monster, monster run. It's now 5-4. A good piece of two-out hitting by James McCann. The insurance run, huge. The game-saving diving stop by Brian Anderson, huge. A lot of big moments in this ball game tonight, and it came down to Brandon Drury for the New York Mets, pinch hitting with a runner on second. The tying run at second with two outs in the ninth. Brandon Drury pinch hitting in the ninth with a runner on second base and two outs. Drury smashed the ball to the left side of the diamond. A perfectly placed Isan Diaz fielded, fired, inning over, ball game over. Marlins take the first two in this series against the New York Mets tonight. Four runs, five hits, no errors for the Mets. Five runs, ten hits, no errors for Miami. Nick Neidert is the winner. He collects his first big league win. Taiwan Walker, the loser, he falls to 7-6 and six this season, while Dylan Floro collects his fourth save of his career, his fourth save this season for Miami. Alex Jackson hit his first big league home run in this game tonight. Brian De La Cruz had a three-hit performance. He collected his first couple of RBIs. Mentioned Neidert collects his first career save or uh, victory in the big leagues. Uh, Floro collected the save. Uh, what a pleasant, pleasant night here at Lone Depot Park. Lewis Brinson chipped in with another two hits in this ball game tonight. So too did Isan Diaz. Both of those guys for extended periods of time this season have been buried in AAA. You don't know when you're coming back, but they've made the most of these uh, second and third opportunities back in the big leagues this season. Heck of a night for the Marlins. Mets were one for seven with runners in scoring position. They left five on base. Miami was one for six. They left six on base. We started at 7-10. We ended at 9.53, total game time, 2 hours and 43 minutes at Lone Depot Park in Miami tonight. 5-4 the final score for the Miami Marlins tonight. They struck out 7. That means $175 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative and to fight against cancer. And every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to that Drive Pink initiative. Marlins beat the Mets by a final score of 5-4. to four. With the victory, the Marlins improved to 46-61. and 61. The Mets fall to 55-51. and 51. They have a one-and-a-half game advantage over the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League East. A night full of firsts for Miami. A heck of a win. The Marlins improved to 46-61. and 61. The Mets fall to 55-51. and 51. Let's hear from acting manager James Rousen after a terrific win for the ball club. Thanks, Jason. Hey, James, two really nice bounce-back wins after a tough weekend. As far as this one tonight, what impressed you most about this win? Um, you know, once again, it was, it was nice to get this one, you know, two in a row. And um, the guys did a good job of just playing together. You know, they kind of stuck, stuck got, got out early a little bit and then stuck together. The game had some uh, some dicey moments at times, but they worked through those dicey moments and then kind of still held on to the lead. And, and, and that's what you like to see. Um, this these, this game is never easy. Tough tough opponent across the field right there. But our guys um, did a nice job and, and, and once again did it as, as a team effort. Jordan? Hey there, James. Uh, first off, Nick Neider, what were your thoughts on him and what he was able to do for you guys today? Man, I thought Nicky did a really nice job. That's a, you know, that's a tough lineup across there. There's some guys in there that can really drive the ball and do some damage um, when they connect. And, and Nicky did a great job. Um, 
you know, you get to the third time through sometimes and, and, and it gets a little tougher as you go through there. But I mean, he, he really kept us in the, in the ball game early on, gave us a chance to get out there and get some runs. And I thought he did a great job at, um, at giving that lineup fits the first couple of times through that order. You know, he did a nice job to get us going. And then secondly, we talked pregame about Alfaro in left field, Jackson catching both of them, giving you contributions, Jackson with the home run, Alfaro with the, the late double to give you the insurance run, then essentially the game-winning run. Just thoughts on both of them out there tonight? Absolutely, man. That, that was awesome. First, that was Jack's first career homer, I think, in the show, so that was pretty cool for him to uh, – and he hit it to a big part of the ballpark. This is a tough place to hit the ball out of the ballpark, the center field. And um, so he shows you what he, what he can do there. And, and Georgia, you know, he looked good out there. Um, you know, he, he caught the ball. Balls. He made the plays that were, um, you know, given to him. He made the catches. And then uh, when he threw that ball a second, um, you know, he showed his arm off. So um, it was a play where it looked like a stand-up. And I think they kind of slid in a second, not expecting the, the throw to kind of be that strong um, from him coming in. So he showed what he can do out there. And it's the first day. So he's only going to get better in the outfield. It was great to see him get out there, make some plays, and also get a chance, like you said, to get that big hit to uh, propel us. It shows you games are never over. And that, that was a big insurance run right there. Christina, you had one? Yeah, James, uh, just another guy, Dela Cruz. Uh, seems like maybe settling in looks a bit comfortable, kind of doing it all. What are your initial thoughts on him? Yeah, that's that's the key. You know, you come you come in, and, and this stuff happens fast. There's a trade, and all of a sudden you're in the big leagues. And, I mean, you know, I'm looking at him. He's like, man, I was, he was, you know, in the minor leagues, and all of a sudden you're facing the Yankees and coming in, and all this stuff happens fast. And now, you know, it's nice to see him get a chance to settle in. Um I really love, you know, the things he can do. He looks really good at the plate. He's starting to settle in. And then the plays he's making defensively. I mean, he's making some great plays on, on defense right now. Some of those catchers are balls that are tough to catch. The throws, stopping runners at third and, and, and holding runners from scoring. I mean, he's showing that he is an all-around player. I mean, you're starting to see all these tools from this player. So I'm excited. I mean, this first, you know, glimpse at him is, is really impressive with this player. So hopefully the more he settles in, you know, the more we see like this, and, and, and it could be something special that he's going to show. Let's go back to Jessica. Hey, James, just another night where we're talking about Dylan Floro coming up with some big pitches. Uh, just again, late in the ball game, how would you describe how reliable he's been in, in those high leverage situations for you? You know, I mean, you know, he's cool as a fan, man. I mean, like he comes out there, he knows, he knows what, he, what his job is. He's focused. And he just goes out there and gets the job done. Um, he just doesn't seem to be faced. You know, you give up a hit here or there, whatever, he gets to the next play. I mean, we talk about it so much about being able to get to that next pitch, being able to get to that next play, those things. And, and Flo is just, you know, he shows you that. So, I mean, he's the example of a guy being able to constantly move on to the next play and the next pitch. And it's why he's been successful in this league, because he can do that. So, once again, like you said, he comes in there in, in, in a tough spot for us, you know, he closes that game out. And, and gets us a victory. So I can't say enough positive things about him. Any Lavras? Thank you, Jason. Jairo, uh, with De La Cruz and, and the way he's been able to adapt to right field in this outfit that sometimes may be a little complicated, uh, what does that tell you about him as a player and the way he's been adapting to that position in, in this ballpark? Yeah, it just really speaks to his athleticism. Um, it speaks to his ability to, to make those adjustments really quickly. And like you said, you know, coming to a new ballpark that you haven't played in much and going from there. So he's done a nice job. He's put the work in, you know, he's gone out there. And since he's been with us, he's put a lot of work in, you know, early on, put some work in with, with Keith Johnson out there in the outfield and, and working to learn a new field. And I know those guys have worked together 
um, in the short amount of time, and we'll continue to do those things moving forward. But it really speaks to what type of athlete this player is because he's not only adjusted to the ballpark, but he's making great plays in this ballpark, you know, early on, which is which is really tough to do. And also that in, in the eighth with the Alfaro double, uh, you saw Brinson scoring from, from first. So how huge was his base running in that situation because that run ended up uh, maybe giving you guys the, uh, the win, giving you, giving you some insurance at the end? Absolutely. Um, you know, it shows that, we, that, that play, these players are staying engaged. You know, and that's really that's a really cool thing to see. I mean, no matter what the score, the inning, the outs, whatever, it's about staying engaged all the time. And they're staying engaged on the play at hand, staying focused on the play at hand. And then, you know, you make big plays. You make a good turn on that play. You cut the bag the right way because they're anticipating what might happen. So that was great for Lou to, to get around the bases and also show his athleticism and speed as he can move through there. I think, you know, as these guys keep working, we're starting to see, you know, the athleticism and the different things that, when things are clicking on all cylinders that this team is capable of doing. My right, last one from Daniel Rodriguez. Hey, James. Uh, what did you see tonight from San Diaz? He had two hits, a really big home run. Just what have you seen from today and then over the course of the last couple of games? Because he's been on one hot streak. Absolutely. I, you know, I kind of talked about it a little earlier, man. I, you know, this kid's got a great swing. I mean, I've seen a lot of swings, and this is a swing that's going to play in this league. He's got a really good swing. Um, it works wherever it is, it's just a matter of being consistent with it. And we're starting to see him gain that consistency. His approach is, is becoming more consistent at the plate. Those are the things you like to see. Um, I alluded earlier, I said that, um, you know, experience in this game is the greatest teacher. There's nothing else more than going out there, starting to constantly see major league pitch and see what the balls do, start to have a game plan, start to know what you're trying to do against the opposing pitcher. You know, there's a lot that goes into this. And this kid has put a lot of work into becoming a better hitter. He has the skills, he has the ability, and now he's just learning to put that that work in and start to have a game plan for every at-bat. He's doing a great job. Really happy for him because he's putting the work in. It's nice to see the results show up for him. That was James Rousen after the Marlins' victory over the New York Mets last night. Neidert collects his first Major League victory. De La Cruz, first couple of RBIs in the big leagues. Alex Jackson, his first home run. What more could you ask for? Dylan Floral closes it out in the ninth and collects his fourth save of the season. Game three of this series comes your way tonight at 7-10 when Zach Thompson opposes Carlos Carrasco with the New York Mets. 7-10 first pitch, 6-40 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.